Hello, this is Jennifer Manus with Esoterica, storytelling that goes beyond the extraordinary. Today's story is John of God, Part 1. There is a man living in Brazil who goes by the name John of God. He is a healer with legions of followers seeking relief from sickness and pain. Believers claim he has healed them from maladies as mundane as an ingrown toenail to a complete restoration of their bodies once riddled with cancerous tumors. Spiritual awakenings abound. In desperate search for miracles, believers cross over vast oceans and continents to stand before this one mere mortal man. And in fact, he is just that, a mere mortal man. He suffers from physical conditions like the rest of us. He is aging, overweight, and suffers numerous health problems. His coloring is pallid at best, and he appears capable of napping at the drop of a hat, his eyelids droop so low. One wonders how a man appearing so unwell would be capable of healing those standing before him who suffer. The healing comes not from the man himself, but from the spirit beings or entities working through him. As the healings begin, John of God remains but a vessel through which the entities work. People accept this and visit him in droves. Each day, hundreds stand in line for hours just to be in his presence for mere seconds. And no one can blame the people in need who seek out this man of mystery. To be cured of a disease of the body or mind, wouldn't most of us do what lies within our power to rid ourselves of such burdens? When I learned this miracle maker, John of God, was coming stateside to the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, I felt the call. No way was I going to miss an opportunity to have this first-hand experience. I suffer from asthma, chronic back pain, and numerous maladies of the mind. Standing in the presence of John of God may be the closest to standing in front of God himself. How could I not go? My mind whispered repeatedly mantra-style, What if? What if? John of God doesn't charge for his services, but the Omega Institute hosting the week-long event does. So my friend Cindy and I purchased our tickets and packed our weekend luggage headed for upstate New York. As we checked into the hotel, I noticed several people wearing all white in October, past Labor Day. Normally, this would have offended my fashion sensibilities, but the online information strongly recommended wearing white when standing before John of God. The theory being that spiritual entities work better when surrounded by white, color being a distraction. Immediately, white-wearing passers-by created an ethereal, something's-going-on-here atmosphere. The excitement of my journey mounted. The next morning, we arose early, donned our off-season white garb, and headed to greet our potentially heavenly host. As the parking lot fast filled to capacity, many waving parking attendants guided us to the next available space. People of all ages and all walks of life milled around in varying directions. It felt very much like arriving at a concert venue or an amusement park. We registered and were given a map to the grounds. Ultimately, we followed the crowd of white wearers. I arrived at the Omega Institute to be healed by John of God, the renowned healer from Brazil. Celebrities such as Oprah Winfrey and Wayne Dyer had visited John of God. So who was I to challenge his capabilities when such heavy hitters promoted his talents? Who was I to doubt the first-hand witness accounts on YouTube? She who was blind but could now see? I, too, wanted a miracle. This is Jennifer Manus for Esoterica. Thanks for listening to part one of my John of God story.
Tune in next week for part two.